Now, Shane Black has a long career in Hollywood, and it's revolved around uh, one of the uh, the nightmares of Hollywood, or one of the best things to come out of Hollywood, if dependent on your viewpoint and dependent on the movie. And that's the Buddy Cop movie. Uh, he was the writer of the original Lethal Weapon film, uh, and has produced a number of those along the way. Um, also, the uh, Predator. He was actor in Predator, which is a bizarre thing. Uh, and he co-wrote and directed The Last Iron Man 3, which was uh, a marked improvement on 2, but still not very good in my eyes. And he's uh, returned with The Nice Guys, which is a film of a not only a buddy cop film, but also in a kind of tradition, which would include, I guess, movies like Chinatown, but more recently movies like L.A. Confidential and very recently Inherent Vice, which is of uh, the dark, seamy underbelly of... Uh, LA particularly going back a few years here we're in the 1970s um, and we've seen lots and lots of movies that have delved into the machinations of private detectives the press uh, the police force and so on in LA and, and organized crime and, and it's been shown a lot in movies it's almost like a modern take on the noir films and this does deserve to be almost considered a noir film uh, it's called The Nice Guys, and it stars a megawatt pairing. Russell Crowe, who I love, and Ryan Gosling, who I love as well. Ryan Gosling is a private detective, and he's... Is, I always say that um, you can always tell who's the better actor by the presence on screen, and very, very few people have ever stood out when Russell Crowe's been on screen. I noticed that with Leonardo DiCaprio. He was, he was actually the standout next to him. I have to say this time around, Ryan Gosling is, is the better one. But that might be because his character is so interesting. He plays a hugely dysfunctional uh, private detective who basically preys on old age pensioners who ask him to go and find already deceased loved ones and he takes their money. And he's very immoral. His wife's died from an illness, uh, leaving him with a young daughter played by Anguri Rice, who's also excellent. And he is a rancid alcoholic to a hysterical degree. And he sets off to find this missing girl. And on the way, the missing girl dis uh, discovers that he's looking for her and, and she doesn't want to be found. She's been involved in the adult movie industry and also a lot of nefarious stuff underneath that as well. So she hires Russell Crowe, who is muscle, just as he was in L.A. Confidential, and Russell's job is basically to stop people like Ryan Gosling searching for people. So he shows up and beats the living daylights out of Ryan Gosling and uh, forms an acquaintance with his daughter on the way out the door. And that's kind of the premise for the film. But then what happens is Russell Crowe discovers that the girl that Ryan Gosling was looking for is very likely to be murdered. And that doesn't sit well with him at all. He's not actually a bad person. He just takes money for beating people up. So he forms an alliance with Ryan Gosling, and that's a match made in heaven, really. I mean, that's me set for the whole film, um, where they basically set off and they hunt down this missing girl. And along the way, his daughter, who's uh, uh, the other standout performance, a very young Anguri Rice plays Ryan Gosling's daughter, and she basically, well, literally gets in the boot of the car to come with them. And she is involved in this nightlife where she's like a... I don't know, a 14-year-old girl, but she's at these swinging parties where people are watching pornographic movies and doing all manner of drugs and everything else. Uh, and 
to be honest, Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling pretty much leave her to her own devices. And she shows up to be extremely useful as well. Um, it's very, very funny. Uh, that's why, it, I guess, between Inherent Vice and L.A. Confidential, it's somewhere in the middle. It's 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 a borderline out-and-out comedy. Um, if there are problems with it, it's um, the same I would have with Inherent Vice, which is the more times you watch it, the better it gets because you aren't following the story. I said it with Inherent Vice, which I thought was brilliant. The first time I watched it, I was kind of disappointed because the story just kept going and it became too convoluted. And it was better if you watched it for scene to scene. And that's the same with this story. There's there's probably like 50% too much story. It kind of goes on and on and on. And some of it, it starts repeating itself. Um, but I have seen it a couple of times. And just the individual moments and the charisma of the main people in it is wonderful. Uh, and it's shot beautifully. It's period detail down to a T. Um, I think I, yeah, the first time I did actually... I, I felt fatigued by the end because I, I felt like the last half an hour or so I could have done without the constant machinations of the story. And it's got a it's one of those films with kind of like a MacGuffin in it, sort of like the, the person they're searching for or, or the film that they're looking for and all of these things. And it does have a political point to make, but they didn't need to amp it up quite so much. They could have sort of... Uh, it's quite complicated, actually, the plot. Uh, a little bit too complicated. But it doesn't really matter because it's so much fun spending time with Crow and Gosling and the daughter as well um, that it's it's just an enjoyable blast. It's a lot of fun to watch and the, the music and the cinematography and everything's on point. Uh, and yeah, it's it's almost like a new... I hope they make a sequel because it, it, it's, it's a reasonably successful box office for the film, not mega, but to see those two inhabit those characters, you could watch a TV series based around those characters. So The Nice Guys is, a, is hugely entertaining for me. I enjoyed it a hell of a lot. Uh, I'll give it an 8 out of 10. All floor. And it's also got uh, Matt Bomber, who I, I don't know if he's an Australian actor or not, but um, he shows up as well. And Kim Bassinger, who has a, a, she was an LA Confidential alumni as well, and she shows up late on in this movie. Um, yeah, really worth watching, really entertaining. 8 out of 10 for the nice guys. And this is from the feature, one of two, the Avalanche's Wildflower. And this is beautiful. This is a